So, Nathan, what did you think of uh, Across the Spider-Verse? It was cool, but I don't know. This multiverse stuff, I don't get it. It's just like, what, infinite fucking universes? It never stops. What do you mean, like, you, you don't get it? Like, the, the concept of multiverse you don't get? Yeah, I, I just, is that, like, is that like what Facebook's doing? No. No, that's, that's metaverse. That's not multiverse. It's two different things. It's like you said, it's like just different universes with different characters. And it's, but maybe there's a universe where it is the same thing. It's, uh, you ever thought of that? Why don't we just review the movie? All right. Okay. Welcome back to the Real Talk Podcast, episode 90. And today we got an exciting one. We are going to be reviewing Across the Spider-Verse. Damn. Damn. It's about time. It's about damn time we get this movie. The anticipation. Oh. I mean, we talked about this movie last year yeah. on Real Late Night Talk. Oh, like, I know. How Holy. excited we were for this. So, yeah. so it's crazy that, that we finally got to see it. And I got to say, it lives up to the hype. Yeah. It lives up to its expectations. It's a solid fucking movie. Let's get into it. Absolutely. Across the Spider-Verse. I think we've talked about this multiple times. The trailers made it look great. Yep. It looked amazing. Uh, uh, voice acting was amazing. Um, and it, it, uh, the issue it was going into was more of the production because mm -hmm. it was made during COVID. So it was the infamous like Across the Spider-Verse Part 1. Right. And people were like, what? There's going to be a Part 2? And then they took out the Part 1. So people were like, oh, okay. So it's just going to be a regular sequel. Nope. Nope. Still a part one. Still a part one. <laughs> they just took away part one. What's up with the part ones this year? This so, is the year of the part ones. Yeah. There's, you know, Fast X, mm -hmm. which, which is a, of one part. Yeah. There's this movie, uh, Mission Impossible Mission is going to be a, a part one. Yeah. This is the year of the part ones. It's because uh, it's, it's going to lead to the end, Nathan. That's, <laughs> that's what uh, studios are doing now. It's that's like, the new trend in film, look, man. look, you're going to make the last installment. Can you split it into two? You know, Harry Potter did it, Twilight did it, uh, uh, fucking Hunger Games did it. That's true. There has been quite a few big franchises that have done it in the past, but yeah. I feel like as of late, it hasn't really happened, and now it's like all happening at once, all these part ones, and I'm like... Mm. I guess the most recent example would be Avengers. They just didn't put part one in true. it. True. Because Infinity War and Endgame were shooting back-to-back, -back, I think. True. But um, Across the Spider-Verse might be the first one in animated form to do this, where they're making both of them back-to-back. Which is insane because it's animation. And yeah, that shit takes much longer <laughs> to Especially do. Especially this kind of animation, like the the attention to Holy detail on shit. this film. I mean, let's start with the animation. It's incredible. Eleven out of ten. It's eleven <laughs> out of ten. It's better than Into the Spider Verse. They change styles mid film depending on what character you're sitting with. They they change mm. the style, and it just works so well. This is the new definition of comic book movie yes this is a comic book turned movie mm -hmm. in it, like the best way you could ever do it i think to the point where there are details in it where it's like oh this little box yes describing what's happening it's like that is so accurate to comics man this I, is I the just new definition of comic book movie because I, I used to think before the spider-verse films came out the closest we really got to it was like sin city uh-huh um I guess you can argue maybe like Dick Tracy from the 90s. Right. But even then, it was like the limitations of live action really go so far because yeah. of pacing. Yeah. Because when you move like that, 
It's like the amount of frames I'm doing right now is a lot. Mm-hmm. But for Spider-Verse, like, no, two frames. You could just do that. Yep. And it looks so good. I know. Because the eye can process so much. Speaking of pacing. Yes. <laughs> whoa, this film moves fucking fast. It's, uh, I felt, I felt so old at times. Bro. Because, like, because the introduction, I love, first off, my favorite thing about this film is as fast as it is, as much as it is part one, it still has great character arcs. Yes. Gwen Stacy and Miles Morales in particular have great character arcs. You care about both of them. Yes. Especially because we're in that fatigue phase of superhero films. I feel like we've been saying that for years Mm -hmm. now, but I feel like it's way more noticeable now because of the multiverse concept. Multiverse films, I've said it before and I'll say it again, they're gimmicks. To me, they're about as genuine as, oh, what if the Flintstones met the Jetsons? What if Jimmy Neutron met Timmy Turner? Like, it's about as gimmicky as that. Yeah, I completely agree. What if the Flash met Michael Keaton Batman, you know? Yep. But this film broke that by actually giving some genuine emotions to it. It gives a very postmodernistic premise and gives genuine emotions to it, Uh which I love. Gwen Stacy and her father's relationship how that's being dealt with, Miles Morales dealing with his superhero life and his parents. Yep. It's beautiful. There's actually beautiful. moments in it where it's just people talking about what's going on in yeah, their life. For as fast as it goes, they know when to slow down mm-hmm. those emotional moments. They don't just skip over them. Yes. And, and they know when to slow down this movie for as fast as it is. And that's the reason we care about these characters. Mm-hmm. It is the, the pacing is done incredibly well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, while really fast at times. And yes. sometimes maybe you say, yeah, there's a little bit too much going on. But also, like, in my head, I'm like, that's a comic book movie. Like, a comic book movie, comic books have a lot of shit going on. That's big, true. These big epic fights that never really translate to uh, movies mm-hmm. really well. Yeah. And this movie does the best the movie could do at that, I think. I always think of, like, um, the scene in Civil War when they're all fighting and stuff like that. And it's like, you compare, because they were like, oh, we're going to do it just like the comics. And then you see Spider-Verses fighting all the Spider-Man. It's like, man, Civil War looks like fucking turtles compared to this shit, man. It's actually because of animation. And this is, yeah, if there was a bunch of Spider-Men fighting, this is how fast it would go. That's realistic. You know what I mean? When I'm reading a comic, that's what I'm thinking about in my head. That's what my head is filling in, right? Mm -hmm. So I think it's forgivable for it being a little bit too much at times just because of the nature of the film and how it's like a true comic book movie. Oh, absolutely. I mean, like for me, it was more just like, it was so much. And <laughs> yeah. I, I, look, I love it. I love it, guys. Don't, don't hate on me. But there are times where I feel much older because of the fact that it's like fight scene after fight scene after fight scene. Because oh, yeah. I remember it was like Gwen's fight. Then it goes into the drama. Then it goes to Miles Morales fighting the Dot Man. Is that his name? Um, spot, 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 spot. Yeah, which I I like the character. I don't know what tone they're going for with that character though. Yeah, are I'm they going comedic? Bit, I'm or a little bit confused serious? on spot. Uh, yeah, because it's clearly he making, wasn't very menacing, but he was cool. Yeah, I'm I'm thinking it's it's making fun of like the Iron Man three No Way is it No Way Home or Far From Home with Mysterio that type of joke of just like, oh, you threw a bagel at me, now you're my Worst nightmare. Right. It's like, okay, you, it's the Incredibles. It's the, yeah, you know. Um, 
But I don't know how serious they're going to take that character, if he's going to be super serious or is he still going to make quips in the next film. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know where you go with Spot. I can't say I was I cared too much about Spot. I he definitely leaves the film like <laughs> real quick. Yeah, because like remember, it's like after he leaves, which was an amazing fight scene, action set piece. I'm it like, really was. Damn, like I'm tired, I'm sweating and stuff like that. The middle of this film almost felt like the end of this film. Like, yeah, it could have been an end of this film. Absolutely. It's it's crazy how like I'm sweating and stuff. I'm like, damn, how are they gonna top this? And then I thought. Oh shit! They gotta still go to the Spider Verse shit. Oh yeah. my god! Yeah. And then when I'm... that happens, it's it's almost like if you were running a five k run, and you're like, all right, I'm almost done. And then your trainer's like, what do you mean you're almost done? It's fifteen. Yeah. You gotta run fifteen k, Nathan, and yeah. you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. It is like what the fuck. And I was th- kind of thinking the same thing. Like, yo, how are they gonna? That's not the climax. Then what is? Yeah. And it's not like I hated anything after that. I loved it. Yeah, no, the thing is, it's an enjoyable experience all the way through. Yeah. And it continues to surprise you. And it continues to up the stakes in, like, a really fun way. Mm-hmm. But, uh, wow, it's it's exhausting. It, I, I, I feel you when you say you feel old watching this movie. Yeah. And, you know, the, let's talk about the hype around this movie a little bit. Because yes, I got to see, I saw it um, last weekend. Okay. So it had been out for a little bit. Mm-hmm. A couple of days, I think. Yeah. And, um, man, every review I see is like 10 out of 10, 10 out of 10, masterpiece, mm-hmm. masterpiece, masterpiece. Yeah. So my expectations were really high coming into it. And, um, and also I, I don't, we, I think we've talked about this briefly. I didn't love the first one too much. I know you briefly mentioned that. Yeah. Have I, you, did you rewatch it or? I didn't. Okay. I didn't okay. Yeah. No. But now I want to go back for yeah. sure. Uh, so yeah, I was like, man, the expectations are high, but I, I know people love the first one. I didn't really like that one. So mm. I was kind of nervous going into this movie and, uh, I gotta say, I like it a lot more than the first one. Uh, I think it's a lot more memorable. Okay. I'm going to go for the opposite opinion in that. I feel like from what I remembered from Into the Spider-Verse, that's a much better film in terms of emotion and action because of one word and I'm going to say it and a lot of people are going to either love me or hate me. Or hate me regardless, even if they agree. <laughs> restraint. Hmm. I feel like you need to have restraint at times in order to pull the emotions more. I felt like I felt more emotion for Kingpin, Miles Morales, and Into the Spider-Verse than I did in the sequel. Not to say that Miles didn't have good a great character arc. He did. I just didn't feel the hard emotions as I did in the first movie. Uh-huh. Which some people might agree, some people might disagree. But I, I really do feel like that. I, I love the relationship of... Peter and Miles in the first one. Me too. Like a like a you know uh, a Jedi young trainer or whatever. It's like oh let me do it this way and stuff. That is my favorite part of the first film. And the team that they have in Into the Spider Verse. It's very simple. It's like Spider Man Noir. There's yeah. a, there's a, a Pig Spider Man. Like little small characters like that. And I like that because it it shows that the world is big, but we're only going to show you this much mm-hmm. to have a sense of restraint. In Across the Spider-Verse, they don't have that advantage. What they have is literally everything. They show you everything. If you are a Spider-Man fan, first off, you've probably seen this film like 20 times already. Yeah. (laughs) If you're watching this episode and are a Spider-Man fan. But they literally show every type of Spider-Man you could think of. Yeah. The the Easter eggs, the references are off the hook. I think I could watch this movie five times and not catch them all. Yeah. Easily. And and that's the thing too is like people are like you gotta pause this movie to to really like 
indulge in it and stuff. It's like I think it's nice to see those Easter eggs and stuff yeah. and pause, but that's not what films are supposed to do. Films are having that rewatchability value. You should mm-hmm. at least process like, oh, I noticed this now. I noticed that. Yeah. Which I feel like that's what people are referring to. <laughs> yeah, this is a rewatchable film. Yeah. This is a very, very rewatchable film. The pacing is quick as hell. Yeah. It, you know, it, if it, it's, it's like an enjoyable film to watch throughout. And the Easter eggs will just keep you coming back. It's like mm-hmm. it's like you see something new every time you watch it. Yeah, very bold of them to make a film over two hours that's animated. Very, very, very bold. Very rare do you see that. I think the last film I think that reached the two-hour mark that was animated was uh, Incredibles. Yeah, yeah. It's the, it's really cool to see, man. Yeah. It's really cool to see animation, a, an animated film coming out over two hours. Great film, like mm-hmm. great voice acting, sick animation. And I feel like it's really, this movie is like really pushing animation to its limits and pushing oh, yeah. animation forward. Like in terms of what animated film should look at, I think we're in that day and age where Into the Spider-Verse is like our generation's Lion King, where people looked at Lion King in the 90s and they were like, Oh, we really gotta step up our fucking yeah, game. Yeah, this is, this just changed the game. Enter the Spider Verse. It's like, oh, we really gotta like put some boots, like Mitchell versus the machines. Like we actually gotta put some style to this fucking movie. Uh huh. Um, I was gonna say something. Oh yeah, did you ever notice in the beginning of the movie? Did you hear anything that Gwen said? So the audio, like, yeah. Let's talk. I okay, cause I I thought I was the only one. It gave me tenant vibes at times where I'm just like, I'm <sighs> Gwen. I don't know what you're saying. But this scene is really fucking cool. <laughs> I, I did have, yeah, a couple of moments where I was struggling to hear the audio. Yeah. Um, I saw a lot of people on Twitter echoing kind of the same thing. Okay. I'm not the only one. It wasn't just us. No, it wasn't just us. I saw your letterbox review. Literally felt <laughs> like Tenet at times. Very funny. Which I enjoyed Tenet, but yeah. at the same time, I don't know what the fuck Robert Pattinson's saying in half the movie. Yeah. <laughs> I... <laughs> <laughs> I don't think this movie has it that bad. I think it's like a couple of like instances where I was like, mm, yeah. what's up with the mix here? Yeah. I don't know if it's the mix. I don't know what it is. I hope it's just the theater thing. I hope when people buy this on Blu-ray, they can clearly hear it. Yeah. Every... yeah. I think it is a theater thing. I, I, I hope so. It's, it's, a, it's a minor nitpick amongst a, a great film um, that has so much heart, so much emotion, and so much... Hard work. Do you know how long that uh, Spider-Man versus all of them, all the Spider-Men took? Oh, no. I have no idea, but I could imagine. I read that it took like four years to animate. Oh, my God. It took four years. But that scene is epic. (laughs) It's beautiful. The pacing doesn't slow down for a second. You're going through the the multiverse, and all the Spider-Men are behind him, and it's like... The Easter eggs are being thrown into that, too. Like, you're in this high-paced action scene with Easter eggs just being thrown at you left and right. And that scene is insane. Yeah. Insane. It's it's crazy how you're watching a film now and, like, you see the live-action Uncle Ben. Bro. What the fuck? You didn't like that? No. Here's the thing. Me. Here's the thing that got me. In terms of its cleverness, because the concept of multiverse, I already said it was like gimmicky. But what they do for this one is they go a little interesting take on it. Where Miguel's character, I love Miguel's character, played by Oscar Isaac. I love, what is his name, Spider-Man 2099 or whatever. Um, There's a lot of fucking Spider-Man in this film. I apologize if I misname one of the Spider-Man in this film. Spider-Woman was great too. There's a lot of spider 
There's a lot of spider. There's a lot of spiders people. in this film. <laughs> There's a lot of spider in this film. If you're if you suffer from arachnophobia, please do not watch Into the Spider Verse or any Spider-Man film for that matter. Yeah, this might not there be might a movie. Feature spiders in it. Um, but Miguel's character I love because his plan is essentially all the Spider-Man need to have the same canon. Yeah. And it kind of contradicts his own because the reason why he's saying that is because, like, I tried to change mine and I, I lost my daughter, I lost my wife and stuff like that. So, Miles, you can't have that. Your dad has to die. Your dad. And I thought of this. I don't know if the film was intending it or not, but I felt like it was a meta commentary on how every film needs to follow the same fucking law of you have to do it this way. Like, Superman has to smile. Yeah. Spider-Man always has to save the day with no casualties. Yes. This type of bullshit, and I hope this film comments on it and comments on how stupid it is, and the message of Across the Spider-Verse, which I got from, was, Miles, make your own story. Yes. Everyone is a hero in their own right. We are all wearing invisible capes, you know, and um, if, you, if you seek an idol, look around you. Everyone is a beautiful person in, inside and out. That's a cool outlook on it. I think... Yeah, I think it is a little bit of a commentary on that. Like, yeah. a Spider-Man movie shouldn't have to follow the Spider-Man rules. That's that's the crazy thing. And I remember Stan Lee, there was an interview with Stan Lee talking about it, where it's like, the, the greatest thing that I did with Spider-Man was have him fully covered so he could be anyone. Mm -hmm. He could be any race, he could be any culture, he could be any type of person you want. What a genius, Stan Lee. And I'm like, and he was like, and that was just accident, because I just didn't want to want to paint the... <laughs> <laughs> the sleeves and shit. I was just like, oh, let's just make him Spider-Man. And full, full credit there, because Stan Lee is, is very much the excelsior of uh, you know, comic book writers and whatnot. So, you know, I always I think about that, and I was watching this, and Miles Morales' character, he's, he's so good. I, I, hope, um, I hope more people know him, similar to how people know, like, in terms of Green Lantern, like John Jones or uh -huh. something like that. You uh -huh. know, like a new generation looks at this... Uh, different variation of Spider-Man. Oh, I think it's happening. I think, right? I think Miles Morales is huge right now. Wasn't he in the video game too? Uh, yeah. Fucking A. There's, yeah, I think I think there's another one coming out that's just Miles. Woo! Which is dope. Nice. Um, it's exciting. Miles Morales, a great Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, and I think, yeah, there, there is a generation of kids that are, that that's their Spider-Man, which mm -hmm. is amazing. It's awesome. Yeah. So... I'm curious what you think the next one is going to do, just what in general. I, man, <laughs> I mean, I, I, I want a good, a, sat a good, satisfying conclusion. Yes. Um, but it's hard to say I want a bigger fight scene. You know what I mean? It's like, how, well, do, that, you, how do you top this? That's the thing. I was thinking about that, that's too. That's what I'm thinking about. I, I was comparing this to the Matrix sequels, where the mm. first Matrix, everyone remembers, it's a classic, and then they do the sequels, and they shot those back-to-back. -back. Yes. So after Matrix Revolutions, or is it Reloaded? Whichever oh, that's one. another one. Matrix 2. Yeah. Matrix 2, and then it's like, what do they do with Matrix C? Here's what you do. You either do two things. You double down on the action, which numbs the audience to the point where you're fucking bored, or you do something so different that the audience doesn't know what the fuck you're going to do. Mm -hmm. I pray to God Spider-Verse does the second part of that. <laughs> I do not want a Matrix Revolutions ending of just, oh my God, the spot and Miles fighting in this beautiful animation, which is great. But once you hit a certain time limit, you're like, we've seen everything. I'm just... This is too much, man. Yeah. What I think they, 
what I think the direction they should go is, is you can't top the fights. Yeah, We've no. seen the best. We've seen, like, you, you can do equal, but you can't top the fights. Exactly. I think what you can do is top the emotion of this film mm-hmm. and make this make the, the conclusion to this a more emotional conclusion. Yes. Sit in those moments. Focus on a few characters, maybe, mm-hmm. instead of everyone. Yeah. And just give us, like, more emotion behind it and, you know, strengthen the arcs that are, are already great in this film. Mm-hmm. And I feel like they're going that direction. I had hope there because... First off, I th- I thought the film was going to end like multiple times. I was like, all right, Me is too. this the cliffhanger with Gwen <laughs> being like, I'm not in the wrong. Oh, no. Oh, is it Miles? Oh, no. He gets knocked out. Okay. Wh- I thought it was going <laughs> to end multiple times. And then also, I when it ended, I wasn't expecting it to Same. end there. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's the cliffhanger. Okay. I wasn't expecting it to end there. It's not a bad cliffhanger no, either. It's I, not I, bad at all. I kind of fuck with that. But it was just like, I was. I literally thought it was like five endings ago. Yeah. But what they do is they have Gwen with the original crew from Into the Spider-Verse. I'm like, okay, so we're going back to... We're going back to a more intimate crew. Yeah. Miles and his doppelganger, they're probably going to have interesting conversations and may or may not work together. And may he, he may talk to his uh, alternative uncle in that one. Mm-hmm. And it's probably going to be really emotional. It already seemed like it was leading there. There you go. So, so there is lots of opportunities yeah. to, for that, for a more intimate film. I'm more confident in this crew making a, a satisfying end to the trilogy than like the Matrix Revolutions because it just seemed like they doubled down on that. Yeah. And it was like, okay, this is just action on Yeah, I, I, I definitely believe in these guys. I think this first part is a great world-building movie. It's they showed us everything. Literally, they showed us the whole world. You cannot say I wish they had it. No, they did it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Whatever you wish they had for the fans, yeah. they they there's something in here for every single person, any Spider-Man yeah. fan. Whatever you read, whatever you watch, you know, it's mm-hmm. something's in here for you. And I think it was the first one's a great world-building movie. The yes. second one, I think they could really hit home with the emotions and the Miles and Gwen arc finish those off in a good emotional way. Mm-hmm. Oh, I just noticed your questions of uh, where does this rank in all-time Spider-Man movies? Oh, dude, Ooh. we're going to go for these hot takes. Ooh. All right, Nathan, you go first. You're the one asked who wrote it. <laughs> all right, all-time Spider-Man movies. Listen, I'm a Toby Stan. Yes! You guys know it. You guys know I'm a Sam Raimi Stan. This ain't going before Spider-Man 1. It ain't going before Spider-Man 2. Ooh. I'm sorry. Those are... I, I was, That's... I don't know if a movie could ever go before those. A Spider-Man movie could ever go before those, just because of what those movies meant to me as a kid. Yeah, like we like we were talking about. Some kids are growing up with this as their Miles. Yeah. this is their Spider-Man. Uh, Toby yeah. was mine, and mm-hmm. that's always going to be like that. So I think I like it so much that I'm putting it. I'm going to go. My top three are Spider-Man one, Spider-Man two, and this film right here, Across the, the Spider-Verse. Spider-Verse. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. It made my top three Spider-Man movies, yeah. which is which is huge. Tom and Andrew couldn't do that. Tom, Tom and, and Andrew, Andrew couldn't, couldn't do, do that. that. And also, it did that while I'm a grown-ass man. Yeah. So That's impressive. Th- there's no nostalgia behind it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's just like, I know it's a solid-ass movie. I really enjoyed it, and it's in my top three Spider-Man movies. Damn. Where's your list? My list. My favorite Spider-Man film still, to this day, is Spider-Man 2, Tobey Maguire. Because there's always that scene where Uncle Ben is talking to Peter and he says, like, take my hand, son. And I'm like, oh. okay. That is the most emotional Spider-Man scene of all time, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. I love it. That it's such a me. real movie. 
It's ooh. Oh, I love it. Is it? Am I biased? Hell yeah, I am. Of course but we are. Of course we are. You come here for I, opinions, if, not facts. Exactly. If I was going for a biased Toby opinion, I'd say, dude, I'd watch Spider-Man three over the Tom Holland films, man. Yeah. I know it's not as good, but I, don't I care. would every day. Yeah. I'd Spider-Man three over so, all Tom Holland films. I'd say Spider-Man two. Then I'd say Into the Spider-Verse is my second. And then I would say third is a tie between the first Spider-Man and Across the Spider-Verse in terms of like okay. enjoyment. It's a respectable list. I'm, I'm trying my best, guys. I think the tie for Spider-Man, the first Tobey Maguire one, and Across the Spider-Verse is valid. A lot of people say the Toby films are too cheesy, man. I'm like, okay, man, whatever. 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 Let us know your list in the comments. I'm yeah. interested to know because... Now we're getting to the point where Spider-Man fans are getting spoiled. Lots of great we- Spider-Man, Spider-Man, fans. Batman, Batman. Yeah, like yeah. Spider-Man is getting to the Batman point where it's like you got lots of great films and fans have a bunch of different opinions. So I'd be really interested to know your list. Let us know the top three Spider-Man movies of all time in the comments, please. Hell yeah! Um, quickly, let's go into some uh, best scene of this movie. Oh, the best scene. Ooh, the best scene of this movie. Uh, it's an obvious one, but I, I like when Miles is running away from all the Spider-Men. Yeah, it's, I yeah. mean, visually, I th- my mouth was open in the theater. Same. My mouth was open. When Miguel, like, fucking carries oh. Miles and, like, slams him down. I'm like, some I of the felt most, the weight. Some of the most impressive animation I've ever seen, ever. Yeah. So that scene has to take the cake. Mm-hmm. Uh, voice acting standouts. Voice acting standouts. I remember in the first one, everybody talked about Nick Cage as Spider-Man Noir as yeah. like the, the first standout. That's true. Uh, this one, I'm going to say Daniel Kaluuya as uh, Spider-Punk. Yeah. He's honestly, dope in this movie. Spider-Punk, yeah. I'd say... Uh, oof. I, I don't know. I'm an Oscar Isaac fan. I like Miguel. Cool. Miguel's great, too. Yeah. There's no, there's no wrong answer here. Hell yeah. Yeah, Miguel's great, too. Mm-hmm. Um... Damn. Favorite Spider-Man character in this film is yours, Miguel? Probably. Because the, the thing with Miguel's character is similar to Thanos, where he thinks he's doing right, and you can tell that there's something more to how flawed the plan is, but he's so passionate about it because of his family and what he dealt with and stuff like that. I want to see more Miguel in the sequel. Yeah. Um, Miguel's great. You could tell he's a character with layers and like his oh, yeah. cheated past, which is you know the definition of Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I really like Miguel. Um, I'd say my favorite character, I don't know. I really love what they just do with Miles. Miles is just my guy they in this really movie. They really are doing He's a lot with this awesome. character. Yeah. He's awesome. Uh, favorite Easter egg? Dude, favorite Easter egg? Lego Spider-Man. Dope. Dope. Fun what? fact about that one, that was animated by a 14-year-old kid. No way. Yeah. So fuck you, AI. 14-year-old <laughs> kid could do better than you. My favorite Easter egg? <laughs> my favorite Easter egg? Donald Glover. Yeah, that's true. Donald Glover. Yo, shout out, shout out to Donald Glover for being the reason why Miles Morales is more facts. Like, Donald yeah. Glover for Spider-Man campaign back in the Twitter days. Well, man, that was lit. I remember seeing that all over. Credit and, where credits do. And I was a huge Childish Gambino fan at that yeah. time, and I was really rooting for that to happen. And we didn't ever got in live action, but it's a really cool Easter egg to see him in this film. Yeah. It was nice. All right, let's cap this off with our uh, review, our score out of 10. Mm. Nevsh? You're giving me the score. Oh, fuck. Don't kill me. I still love this film. I'm giving this a 7 out of 10. Ooh. It's still great. Yeah, it's a great film. I just, Spider-Verse, Into the Spider-Verse, I prefer more. 
That's cool. I'm giving this film an 8 out of 10. Booyah. I like it more than Into the Spider-Verse. Um, a lot of positives here and a lot of potential for part two to be a 9 or a 10 out of 10 for me. Hell yeah. I think they line everything up. They build the world perfectly. And I'm really excited to see how this concludes. So it's a, it's an 8 out of 10 for me. Uh, we both recommend it, by the way. Oh, yeah. Hell, yeah. <laughs> Definitely go see it. And it's a theater movie. Go see it in see theaters. See this in theaters, guys. Go see it in theaters for sure. Thank you for watching this episode of the Real Talk Podcast. Don't forget to leave a like, comment, and subscribe to your boys. We'll catch you in the next one. Take care. Brush your hair. Peace.